it. There's something about Wednesdays that just get under my skin. Um, I'm actually in a much better mood than I was 20 minutes or so ago. Had a start. Starts off a little rocky, but then uh, I get to dig in with some, some questions that I'm more comfortable asking. Um, that conversation with. Deborah from the Toledo Rep, Deborah Calabrese. She's the director of the Toledo Rep's shout performance happening at Ottawa Park, 27th through the 6th. We'll, uh, we'll have Deborah on here in just a couple of minutes. Like I said, well, I was much more comfortable asking her questions about, like, how do you deal with hard-to-handle people? And speaking of hard-to-handle, a couple of uh, monologue minutes here between you and I before we bring in Deborah on the podcast. We always try to have community guests here on Wednesdays and actually Thursdays for the next couple of weeks. Don't know if we'll have a Friday podcast as we get ready for a long holiday weekend where my dad will be visiting. When last we left, um, I, I think I told you yesterday with Alex, I said, I'm going to tell my dad, you know, it's not a good idea to come. Too much driving lately. It's just disappointing that you're only going to be able to stay for a day. So I did that. And I don't know if you called. I, I obviously had a desired outcome. I was ready. I, I went to the table and, and was confident with him not coming. But I also was, what you want to call it manipulation. You want to call it massaging. You want to call it negotiating. There's a lot of different things you can call it. It's the world we live in is everything. Everything is subjective and everything can be boiled down to semantics. But my aim was to press my dad and I guess what, make it a gambit, uh, a little stratagem. I'll risk him not coming and me not getting soft pretzels, but the uh, the good outcome could be is maybe he'll consider what? So I called him last night on the way to Amanda's house and I said, Dad, it's too much driving lately. You're only going to stay for a day. Um, I don't want you driving all, all that, you know, how many ever hours, 16 hours over the course of like a day and a half. Let's just postpone it. But send Luna to Terry's house to see how long she'll go there with um, with them getting along. Because I told you, told you before, Terry called my dad one, one, one night at 11 o'clock. Luna's not sleeping. And she wanted my dad to race across town and come pick her up. My dad gets there. Luna wouldn't pay attention to my dad. Some of the worst qualities in my mom are with Terry. Maybe my dad found someone like my mom. So um, he did say, well, how about this? I'll, I'll leave Sunday night. What do you mean you'll leave Sunday night? What, what time? 8 o'clock. The, the, no, you are not driving the Ohio and Pennsylvania turnpikes 8 o'clock at night till 4 or 5 in the morning. Absolutely not. I said, look, we'll just postpone it. We'll see how long Luna can stay with Terry um, and, and maybe build her up so that you can stay longer next time. And my dad's like, nothing, nothing's going to change. She's not going to build up tolerance. I'm like, okay. Well, we'll postpone it. Maybe I can come home in the meantime. Um, the baby's due in August. And my dad's like, well, then I won't be able to meet your girlfriend. I said, that's not for sure. So let's just postpone it. Better safe than sorry at this point. I said, okay. I get a missed call while I'm at Amanda's house. I call him back and he said, okay, I'll stay for four days. Four? Well, what he meant was he'll be out here Friday afternoon, middle of the afternoon, probably while I'm at work, and he'll go home Monday morning. So I won. That's the, the time he usually stays. Um, and what about Luna and Terry? Terry's agreed to watch Luna. Now, I don't know if it's come hell or high water, 
But I hope it's that because the last thing I want is a phone call 3 o'clock on Saturday, 9 o'clock on Sunday morning. Terry telling my dad, you got to come get the dog because apparently my brother and Tracy have made some plans. Um, They could probably help out, but it was selfish of Terry. It was short-sighted of my dad. Uh, It was potentially unsafe for him to do all this driving in a short period of time. Um, so it worked out for my benefit. He did, he did say, I did, I did hang up the phone with him last night and say, dad, you got to just get a freezer full of pretzels. He said, you'll be lucky if I remember to bring pretzels. Maybe that's where I do lose. But if I get to see my dad for the first time since December of 2019 and don't get any soft pretzels, that's a small price to pay to see my dad and for him to have enough time to meet Amanda. And tentatively, we've got some dinner planned. We'll go over to Amanda's house on Saturday night, have some dinner. Um, I'll bring my iPad and connect. Uh, my dad can watch the Sixers game at Amanda's house. And then I'm thinking maybe um, we can have some breakfast or coffee Monday morning before my dad, uh, the three of us, before my dad heads back to Philadelphia. So it worked out as I had hoped. Uh, a quick dog update. One, it's amazing. So my other dog had to go to the vet today. Andre had to go to the vet today to get heartworm stuff taken care of. It's, it's amazing. And I apologize. I said, I'm sorry for Diddy's behavior Monday. Diddy. Um, just doesn't want his paws touched at all. And I figured since he wasn't getting his nails clipped, I'm not going to give him the sedative. He didn't like getting blood drawn either. They had to take him in the back and muzzle him. And he's just, he's a terror. Um, so I apologize for his behavior. Conversely, Andre is beloved at the vet. And he is just the sweetest little thing. And we love Andre. And he's happy. And tails wagging. Blah, 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 blah. They're polar, they're polar opposites when it comes to socializing and going to the vet. And they have their own chemistry. But I'm curious to see if I'll be able to fit another dog in with these two. That other dog, the black stray pit bull that came across me, found me on Monday. Uh, got some pictures from Steve over at the Toledo Animal Rescue. She's doing well. She's uh, she's finding herself a little bit. She's getting comfortable. Uh, I couldn't see her today because they had some appointments scheduled, but I'm going to try to go over tomorrow, definitely before the end of the week, to visit her. I forget if Steve and Michaela and the crew over there had given her a name or not, but she's doing really good. Some pictures up on social if you want to see her. She's got to get spayed, but she'll be up for adoption. Maybe she winds up with me. I don't know. That's a lot of... That's She's a big dog to walk with the other two. As feisty as those two can be on the leash. Um, good luck to everybody else in the ensuing four weeks. Probably by the time you hear this, I'll have been announced as the winner of Vaximillion DeWine Dollars. Um, it's actually like $550,000 once taxes are pulled out. And I'm, I'm kind of... I'm patting myself on the back. Let me take my victory lap. According to an article in The Blade... And I did this math last week, uh, and I figured, how many people we have here? How many people are not going to get vaccinated? How many people are under 18 who would only be eligible for the college scholarship? I'm like, eh, 3 million. You have a 1 in 3 million chance of winning. Like I said, the ensuing four weeks, because this is my week to have won the Vaximillion. Um and the uh, other number is about 1 in 22. Your chance is 1 in one in 22. I think I'm doing the math was my worst subject. Math and chemistry, which are closely connected. Um, looks like there was a 1 in 22 chance for somebody in, or in Wood 
and or Lucas County, our two counties combined, to win the Vaximillion. So one in 22 chance, one in three million in the state. That's not bad. Like, if you look at lottery odds, that's not bad at all. So good luck in the ensuing four weeks of this. Dad, dog. So the Imagination Station opens up um, over the weekend, and Amanda wants to take uh, Pierce there. And I think he'll love it. He loves watching how things work, and he loves ramps and rolling balls down things. Um, he's got a very science-y mind, like an architect's mind. And whatever the Imagination Station has been completely rebuilt. But you know when you walk past the, the gift shop, they have this structure where you put a ball in and it rolls all over. And then there's another part of the, like, he'll love that. Then there's another part of the Imagination Station where you put, like, it's downstairs. You put pegs in the wall and you roll balls down and you work with other people to make all these um, different directions. For, like, Pierce will love that. Um, I was wondering, it's also the grand opening, again, take two, of the Key Bank Theater. It was open, they were going to do this in the fall, but then we shut things down again. So I was wondering, what's showing? And something called the Hidden Pacific. Be transported to the beautiful island waters in Hidden Pacific, journey to the far reaches of the Pacific Ocean where blue, green islands, atolls, and coral reefs are thriving largely untouched by humans and, cor- and currently protected as a marine as marine national monuments. Embark on a journey, journey beyond the horizon and encounter several iconic animals such as dolphins, fish, sharks, crabs, and whales. Uh, all protected species including the Lazen albatross, green sea turtle, Hawaiian monk seal, black tip reef shark, humphead wrasse, giant clam, and more. I want to see it on, on that massive, very cool screen that they have at the Key Bank Theater. I'd also like to go to that place. So if you, like me, were wondering what's happening at the Imagination Station with that movie theater they built um, and finished up during the pandemic, there you go. Last thing. I told you yesterday, I'm not going to recap the story because you probably caught the podcast, um, but my neighbor, um, I texted my neighbor. I was like, what's the story with the lady that lives across the driveway from me? And she said, I told her, uh, what did I tell her? Sorry. I told her I hate her. <laughs> and she said, what, why? And said, uh, what's up? What's up with the neighbor? And I explained what happened. She said, blank, the lawn guy asked me for someone's number at that association. They're a different homeowners association across the driveway from me. So I just walked down there and asked her. She wouldn't open her storm door, so I had to yell instead of talk to her, and she wouldn't give me her number, but said she would take his number. Absolutely no conversation, not friendly at all. I was not expecting. Um, so my that woman who I just, whose text I just read you is a sweetheart. Um, I love her as the president, love living down the block from her. Great lady. Seems like the kind of lady that could never get upset or hurt a fly or never lose her temper. And I could see the disgust in her text message at the neighbor that I dislike. And while I dislike a lot of people, you know, like the, the anti-vaxxers, non-maskers, Republicans, um, it's very hard for me to look at somebody and go, I hate you. But I've looked at that, that neighbor enough over the two years she's been there and I hate her. I meant it when I told my neighbor, my HOA president. So with that, um, obviously things are getting back to normal. Uh, Yesterday, I went unmasked at the gym. Today, there were lots of people um, not masked at all. And it it felt like pre-pandemic times. And one of the things so many people are looking forward to as we get 
past the pandemic or the, the real serious and lethal nature of COVID is performances, live music, uh, live performances like a musical. So let's bring in Deb Deborah. Calabrese, director of Toledo Rep's Shout musical that's happening uh, at the Ottawa Park Amphitheater May 27th to June 6th. Here's Deborah. Is this Eric? Yes. All right. Well, this, this, do you, do you hear me okay? I can, yes. Okay. I'm well, so sorry about all this. No, that's okay. That's okay. Um, well, thanks for taking a couple of minutes. Um, the Twitter guy, Ryan, said that uh, I'm quite honored. He said that you guys are looking to promote Shout a little bit and and the podcast here came up. So thanks for taking a couple of minutes to talk about what's happening with the rep and and the Shout show. Oh, well, it's our pleasure. (laughs) Um, No, it really is my pleasure. Although uh, I have to uh, offer full disclosure here. I don't know anything about musicals. So if it's okay, <laughs> I do have some questions. I, I cribbed some pre- uh, questions from a friend of mine who was uh, doing the Rock of Ages show. But tell me uh, from your perspective, what's going on with the rep and, and specifically, obviously, uh, the Shout musical coming up. At, at, likely, as of now, people are listening to this. Uh, it's available to go see. Yes, uh, it, we open tomorrow. Tonight's our final dress rehearsal. And um, we're presenting this 1960s groovy fab musical. <laughs> um, is this I, like I literally know nothing about shout or musicals? So, what's where did this begin? What was the appeal of uh, of wanting to do this with the rep? So, so walk me all through that. Sure. So, um, obviously, we're we were in the midst of COVID and. Um, you know, all theaters were shut down and we were still brainstorming on, uh, you know, the, the, the season that we had to uh, uh, close down and then future seasons. And when uh, the, the uh, COVID restrictions become uh, more, more open and we can start thinking about putting some things on, where should we do it? Uh, uh, so we decided, okay, we're going to look at uh, the um, Ottawa Park Amphitheater, which is a perfect venue for uh, this time and um, with COVID and all, because you can sit six feet apart, you're outdoors. Uh, and from what I understand, we can be maskless, maskless now. And um, then we spoke, we talked about what type of musical we should do because um, you, you can't have a cast of a thousand people on a stage and still stay COVID safe. Um, so as as uh, the days ticked by, um, we looked at small musicals, small cast musicals. Uh, not that the show is small, but certainly the cast is. And I I happened to come across Shout, which is um, a cast of of six women, and uh, it so they're all, you know, uh, spread apart. It's it's a it's considered a musical review, which means basically they take a theme and they play and they sing and they dance and they act to uh, different music of that theme. Um, ours happens to be the music of the '60s in Britain. Uh, if you remember in the 1960s, the whole British invasion after the Beatles came over, then every hit. Uh, tune was uh, 
sung by someone from England, and um, and that's what this is. It's it's a musical review. It has um, songs. It, you know, if you know any of the songs from the '60s, it's like Downtown and Those Were the Days and uh, These Boots Were Made for Walking. Um, and uh, so, you know, I'm I was singing along to all of those. So, awesome. uh, and then there is there's some dialogue. There's a, there's a, there is a little storyline that goes along with it. Um, and I thought it was the perfect musical to choose at this point because it, it felt so COVID safe. And actually, all of our cast members are uh, vaccinated. So <laughs> it just made it even better is this the first show that you first big show that you guys have done since since the return essentially uh they did no they've actually they've done some shows they did just um last fall uh with um uh, not a, a little larger cast but all masks they they did everything masked this time we're because of the vaccinations and it's the the style of show there's no reason to get really close to each other you know we um are maskless sure so um yeah so it's uh and restrictions have has eased up a little bit too so making us able to do something like this it was it's interesting to see that you it was your first thing to look for in 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 a show to do was the size of the cast rather than i mean it's been a tumultuous last like 15 months or so did did spirit of the moment catch you at all or was it strictly about making sure that it was a a small manageable cast it was it was both it was all of the above um I, i wanted something also that was uplifting and uh, this is uh, this is something that if audience members want to join along and sing along and because of the venue being at the amphitheater plenty of room you can stand up and dance you can you can sing you can join in uh you know it's one of those easygoing kind of thing and i thought that is great uh didn't know how many people would actually come and audition we had a great turnout but you know, not knowing that, keeping it a small cast might help that also. Sure. And um, just because of COVID, I certainly want wouldn't want to uh, be the responsible have the responsibility of of giving someone COVID. So it was it was all of those. You know, it took a lot of sitting down and talking and thinking and discussing. Sure. Uh, what was rehearsal like? When did you guys pick the show and then dive into rehearsal? Because I'm, were there <laughs> still some uh, precautions in place and protocols as you were trying to bring this all together? Yes. Uh, and the first thing we did after we had auditions was um, I checked to make sure everybody was vaccinated at that point, which they were. And then um we were going to rehearse outdoors and we started uh, the first part of April. And as you remember with our weather, it, snowed. <laughs> it really wasn't conducive. <laughs> uh, we tried the first few outside and we were freezing and shivering. And um, I thought, well, if we don't catch cold, we're going to, or COVID, we're going to certainly catch pneumonia. So, so then we, we found a space that was huge and, um, easy to rehearse in and still keep our distance and um, has really served the purpose. So, um, yeah. Can you uh, do some shout outs to the, uh, to the six in the cast? Absolutely. Um, so, and the characters are actually, they don't have normal names. They, they are called um, different colors. So yellow girl is uh, 
is performed by Dara Pardon. And Orange is performed by Caitlin Leslie Levering. Blue Girl is Kate Liao. And Green is Lauren DePore. And Red is Amber Wilkes. And there is a Dear Abby type of character uh, called Gwendolyn Holmes. And she is performed by Lydia Schaefer. Is, and that's our cast. Is Lauren an Ottawa Hills student or graduate? Uh, could be. Could be. Okay. Uh, she's a she's a school teacher, and I don't know. Where okay, maybe she not. Grew maybe up, not. The, the name the the name rang a bell there for a minute. Um. Well, uh-huh. this one is up and running. It goes till the twenty seventh to the, to June sixth. Correct. Correct. Awesome. And and tickets are available. Just go to the Toledo Reps website and snag some tickets. Correct. Yes, ToledoRep.org. Awesome. What other things do you guys have planned for the summer? Um, well, in the summer, I know on main stage, we will be looking towards the fall show and having auditions and then running rehearsals. Uh, we have some, we have some young rep shows coming up and, uh, you know, there's always something going on at the rep and, and probably the easiest thing to do is, uh, continue to check their website because there's always something popping up and, uh, and it's it's exciting to be able to get back into the swing of things. Yeah, we're cautiously doing this, though. Uh, you know, we're taking it one step at a time. But it's it has been a ball. It has just been a ball. When did uh, when did you have your getting ready for this show, or maybe just your your personal life in general, or as this all comes together? When did you have your your first sigh of relief that you're going to be able to do this? We're going to be able to pull this off, and it's coming together <laughs> like that that aha moment. Like we're getting back to some normalcy now. When did you have that moment? Um, gosh, I don't, I don't. Honestly, I think that when we all got together, I really had a big sigh of relief because immediately all the girls clicked. They they have such great chemistry together. So that was my first sigh of relief and the aha. And then when we started rolling, and and um, they're all seasoned, definitely seasoned actresses. So it just has been a very um, easy in a sense it's i've been no stress you know it's been totally stress-free good, good. Uh, doing this how yes. many how many shows have you been uh, the director for in with the rep or in your career uh i started at the rep in 1986 so um and there's so many shows i can't remember to be to be perfectly honest um i've uh worked at other theaters and uh, other community theaters and up at the Crosswell Opera House and um, I, you know, just wherever I, it takes me. Um, I love, I love looking forward and saying, seeing what's coming, you know, down the pike, so to speak. And I, uh, I try to take my trips to New York to see what's out there new and exciting and then make my bucket list up of what <laughs> I'd like to do in the future as soon as those those musicals are released. There's, you have to wait till, uh, you know, to buy the rights for them. So. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what's something that you kind of want to a show that you'd like to sink your teeth into if uh, it became available? Well, uh, one of the things that actually I saw in New York a few, uh, well, a couple of years ago at least, um, was something rotten, and that is what I'm actually directing and choreographing at the Twitter up this fall. Excellent. So, so we'll be, yeah, we'll we'll probably have auditions soon, and um, 
get rolling with that one. It'll what, be here before you know it. What's your favorite uh, show to have produced in your entire career? Oh, gosh, there's there are so many. Um, I recently did Ragtime. Um, uh, like, I, we were just talking about that at rehearsal the other night. Uh, one of my... Uh, one of my leads from Ragtime at the Croswell is here doing um, the uh, Shout show with with me, and um, she's wonderful, of course. And um, we were just saying, I think it's almost been four years, almost since we have done that show. And um, there's there's just so many. There's there's um, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what show has had a um and I hope I'm asking this correctly, a surprising level of difficulty. Like you, you picked out a show and you didn't realize maybe it was the beast that it was. And I know some of that can come back to uh, the, the performers. And I have another question about that, but what was, what's been a very, sure. like uh, a show that had a high level of difficulty to create and produce? Uh, you know, every, and I'm not just saying this to fluff this question off, but really every show has its, uh, degree of difficulty and 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 it's how much you want to put into it even shout which looks like a very simple little oh they're just going to stand on the stage and do a little singing they'll do a little you know movement and then we'll and then we'll take a bow and we'll get off no the sets and and the lighting and the sound and the costumes and what the girls do and who you even choose at auditions um i was so lucky uh to the level of talent that is in this show in these in these um, small, six women. These these this little handful of women are. It's unbelievable, and um, you know it's it's something that you can um, you can just sit back and just sort of fluff it off, or you can really give it your all. And I try to do that with every musical I do. I mean, I've done the Christmas Carol at the Tulare Weapon. At one point, we had like a hundred and some people in the show. I mean, that's a big big production yeah but still um you know if you do it the right way you can still keep that stress level down and if you know what you're doing you're okay and you got to have a good team you you really have to have that good team behind you uh to to really put that production on you mentioned the six girls had really good chemistry so i'm a big believer um when it comes to team building or leadership or partnerships i will sacrifice talent um if there is a good chemistry what do you do when you can't seem to get everybody on the same page maybe there's a little bit of creative differences philosophical differences when the chemistry just doesn't seem to to become a nice little experiment what do you do how do you manage that um, I've been very lucky. I, I really think just at auditions, when you have like callbacks, uh, if I'm calling people back, I'm also going to check their chemistry from, from the get go. Um, even at those callbacks, we're going to, I'm going to read, uh, say there's, there's, you know, the lead guy and the lead girl and, and they have to have this fabulous chemistry on stage. I'm going to read all the guys I, I, um, called back for the lead and all the girls that called back for that lead. And then I'm going to bump them off each other and I'm going to mix them and match them and see what works. So not only if they could be the greatest thing in the world, but if they walk in and they can't act or they don't have that chemistry with that other person, I'm not going to choose them. Yeah. It's so important. You know? How do you manage, it is. how do you manage uh, in this, in the same line of questioning, how do you manage hard to, mm-hmm 
handle talent? <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I think the the my my philosophy is treat everyone like a human being. What goes around comes around, and if you put out respect, you're going to get it back. If you you know, if you're a tyrant, that's what you're going to get back. And um, I, I have always used that, and it is, it is, it has, I think, been a, a great philosophy, and it's, it, it has uh, served me well. Good. So ne- you've never come across like an incorrigible prima donna, like, hello, we're in, we're, <laughs> we're at the Crosby House in Adrian. This is not Broadway. Kendra, chill. <laughs> Take your posse and we don't need your drama here. Uh, there have been, there, there's always drama somewhere. Yeah. But that's the nature of the beast. Um, so I'll ask I, you, I'll ask I, you, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go, no, that's, that's just, that's, you know, and again, treat them with respect. And I'm also a big, big believer in let's talk this out. Um, there has been there have been a few shows where we've really, you know, had to sit down and talk and and really just talk about our characters, talk about what's going on. Um, and I really appreciate the professionalism. Uh, you know, you might want to call them a diva, but sometimes that's a that's a, a there's a professionalism that. When it gets down to the rehearsals, though, you know they're not fooling around. They're not messing around. They know they're here to work, and bam, they're they're producing from the get go, and they're giving me a hundred percent in every rehearsal. That I can deal with. Yeah, that I like. Yeah. <laughs> um. Last last question. So I I know musicals float in my ecosystem because so many of my close friends. You you might even know some of them. You they might even perform for you. I know they've been at venues where you've done shows at. Um. I've supported uh-huh. them and talked about them. Been to a couple of them. But again, I'm a novice. Um. The I really the only musical I've ever been to, and I enjoyed the heck out of it. Was two years ago. I saw uh, Willy Wonka. At uh, at the Stranahan. So, if, if for yeah. for the mu- for the musical novices like myself, what shows would you recommend to me and others like me? Oh gosh, <laughs> um, you know, on the local level, you know, if you have friends that are in shows or you hear about it, go ahead and, and you know, go ahead and watch it. You'll you'll gain a great respect for all shows, and then you'll start to go, okay, this one was all right. Oh, this one was fabulous. Oh, this one was really bad. Um, I say, and support art. Um, I'm a firm believer. Um, I taught at Toledo School for the Arts uh, for 10 years, and um, art saves lives. And it's, I, I, lived, I lived that. I, I, I saw how it saved um, our youth. Uh, it, it just made a huge difference in so many uh, square pigs trying to fit into a round hole kind of kids, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, so I'm a, also a huge supporter of the arts around the Toledo area. Any any art, yeah. And um, we have a great art museum, you know, like one that can match up with anywhere absolutely. in the country. But I always like to throw out. Not only do we have a great art museum, but we have, in some ways, like an overlooked and underrated arts community that absolutely you're a part of. And it's great to see all the like mur- all the murals are everywhere now. So it's growing and people are paying attention. But even before murals went up everywhere, we had a great art scene here. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And and um, so it, if, if there's no art, you know, it's 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 just no, there's nothing then. 
you know, and um, so, uh, yes, uh, support that theater, support the, you know, the the arts community in Toledo, any any sort of art you can get your hands on or you can go watch or you can go listen to. Um, I say go for it. <laughs> yeah, and it's all coming back now. Shout the musical uh, the 27th through June 6th at the Ottawa Park Amphitheater, ToledoRep.org. Yeah. Right, Deborah? Right. Awesome. Yes. Um, see ya. Uh, thank you very much for the time. And you said TSA, so that means you spent some time in Gurkyville, as I like to call it. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'll be seeing Gurky in about 10 minutes, to be <laughs> perfectly honest. So. Tell tell him that, uh, that we chatted, and he will uh, then remind... <laughs> He might have you remind me that he I'm he's the most famous person that's ever been on the podcast. So, <laughs> certainly now, no, uh, now I can I can tell him I am. Yes, I did hear. Him I'm say all, that. in fact, yes, you should say yes. Please do give him all the, <laughs> give him all the ribbing in the world. It sounds like you've got that relationship with him. He's a good guy, but he always likes to he give is. it to me. Yeah, you just got to give it back to him if you know what I mean. So. I do, I do. <laughs> Deborah, thanks for the time. Good luck with the show. Okay. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes. Right. And and break. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell all my people in the show break a leg, and we'll put that uh, you know out there in the universe. And uh, please come watch us. Will Support do. the arts. Thank you so much, and and well, well, good, good to have the arts back. Enjoy the performances. Yeah, yeah. Bye bye, Deborah. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye bye.